0: You're with Primetime. I'm Bharati Jagdish. Now, rents are skyrocketing in Singapore, particularly in the prime accommodation favoured by expat residents. Rental prices for the private properties leased by expats are rising on average, get this, by 20 to 40 percent. This is according to real estate agents interviewed by Bloomberg. More young Singaporeans are also considering renting and flat sharing as well as they find current property prices too high. This is according to a consumer sentiment study released by Real Estate Portal Property Guru last week. To talk more about the alternatives to buying a property, we're now being joined by co-founder of Bespoke Habitat. It's a room rental and shared space co-living specialist. Ernie Ong joins us. Hi Ernie. Hey, hi, hey, thanks for having me here. Yeah, glad to have you on. So clearly rising costs and prices are pushing people to think of alternatives. What have you seen in terms of people opting for co-living spaces in the last year or so?
1: Uh, Actually, there's really a huge improvement in terms of people who really want to opt in to rent a place instead of buying a place now. So, for about a year ago, um, our occupancy rate is usually over about 98%. So, now we reach up to about 99.4% now, especially for all the youngsters and millennials. This is really a good... a fit for them to really consider renting as a funnel. Mm.
0: But before this, before prices were skyrocketing, what sort of response were you seeing?
1: For co living itself, um, the number of pickup rates is still healthy, I would say, because there's still a lot of working professionals that's coming to Singapore. We are still able to cater them, but it's only recent for the past one year where the renters and uh, for individual standalone units is too high. Um, they start to restrain their budgets and eventually opt for co-living. And that was really the the main push factors, eventually for the occupancy rates to increase.
0: Right, so I'm just trying to figure it out. When you first Mm. came into the space, perhaps prices weren't so high, right? What was the unique selling proposition then? Because now it's quite obvious. It's a cheaper option, isn't it? But in the past, what was the unique selling proposition? Why were people opting for this choice?
1: When we started in 2019, Uh, The first portions or unit selling points that we want to do is to provide services for them. So uh, even though they come in as a shared occupants, right, but we still want to make sure that um, their units and their rooms are being serviced, meaning that on a weekly basis, their rooms are still clean. So it's just uh, in between a hotel and a condo. We name it like a condo town in between. So when they come in, right, they enjoy not only uh, just for the roof, right, and on top of that, there are services to make sure that we, the room is clean. So this is how when we first started our journey, uh, we want to make sure that services were being uh, introduced and the alignments was there and they enjoy it. But mm. as of now, uh, when the rent start moving out, it's really uh, options of getting something more affordable mm. as compared to the whole unit now.
0: Ernie, what made you want to set something like that up? I
1: started as a property investor, and um, I really enjoy looking at uh, servicing my my tenants. But when I got introduced to co-living as a business, that was the thing that I thought of, hey, it's something that I can scale as a business. And uh, it's, a, it's also a domain that I really enjoy. And that's the reason why my wife and I started uh, Bespoke Habitat from there. And we, we grew from three years ago from now.
0: Okay, so how much cheaper really is it? I mean, I was just talking about the quantum leap in prices in some areas when it comes to rentals. So what exactly are you offering in terms of a value proposition, value for money proposition to be more specific?
1: I, I just make a comparison. So, for example, for people who really want shared space or co-living, this group of people are usually the ones that couldn't really uh, pick up the whole unit. So, for example, like one studio, even at Heartlander, it, it costs probably about near 3000 as of today market. But uh, if you go in, decided to go into co-living with an attached bathroom, you can still get it within less than $2,000. So mm. there's actually quite a big cost in between that for their savings. And that make them the decision, okay, let's go for coal limited.
0: Mm. You throw in all those services as well, a bit of housekeeping and other things too, right?
1: Mm, correct, correct. We also have our prop tech, meaning mm. that we have applications for them. Mm. If there's any issue that they face, they can actually lock the ticket to us. And we have uh, so we have a daily support from our tenant management, so they can actually uh, support on the requirements and to get their uh, things off.
0: There must be a catch somewhere, Ernie. It sounds too good to be true in some respects. <laughs> um, Out what, what with it! Mean, Out with it! There must be a downside somewhere. So it can't be uh, cheaper. Yet I get all these services and it's just more comfortable. You know, there, there must be a downside somewhere.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I I wouldn't name it as downside, but I would say that the comparison between the whole unit and the co-living space are different. Mm. For example, people who actually stay in the co-living space, uh, they have to shed on the kitchen level. They have to shed the dining space, including the washing machine. There are many functions that they need to be shared amongst the tenants that who are actually staying there. So if you really ask me, this is not really a downside, but I would say that Co-living space will attract different demographics of tenant pool as compared to the whole unit. So it's really wise now to people who, for example, I, I want I want something that's more affordable, yet I can't rent a place. Then yes, they will come into co-living space and they understand that the downside so-called that you mentioned is to share things accordingly with my tenant mix. Mm-hmm. So these are really the the key things to highlight.
0: You know, some people might say, I might as well go and rent an apartment and then start subletting the rooms. That would make that a co living space too, right? Why bother going to you when I could also do it on my own?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, this is uh, this is the common questions that I got it. A lot of people they want to be, hey, I want to be the master tenant and then eventually find someone else to take up one room. But the, the biggest problem is about who is going to pick up the issue when there's things happen in the unit. For example, if the light bulb is spoiling, who's going to replace it, mm. right? Uh, when the uh, bathtub, something is choked, so it's, who's going to replace it? So it's more of the responsibility part. And a lot of people who opt in for cold livings right, they're all working professionals. They, they really don't want um, to come back home to solve all these matters. They want to keep it simple and they want to hand over everything to, to us.
0: Mm. And that is
1: where we find that, or in between that, this is where our value proposition come in and this is where we can grow the business.
0: Right. So you have staff who take care of all of these things?
1: Uh, yes, we have. We actually grow from uh, not just as a co-living operators. We actually have an in-house cleaner, mm. uh, which is a full-time, uh, full-time staff. We also have our own aircon servicing team, uh, handyman teams. So a lot of things which we used to do outsourcing has been uh, insourced as of now. So we can actually increase our service level along the, the journey from there.
0: You know, some studies have shown that the younger demographic prefers to rent rather than buy. Though a lot of others say you are better off buying a property, at least at the end of the day. You're going to own something and you can sell it and make a profit. Your thoughts on this, your thoughts on the shifting trends that we're seeing, yet uh, the voices of reason who might be older and coming in to say, you know, all this rental stuff, it's a waste of money.
1: On a personal level, because uh, I, I do like property investment, Thing. Uh i do agree on what you mentioned if you can buy it then why do you want to rent it instead totally agree right um, property investings especially in singapore is really a, a nice place to go uh, but in terms of why do the youngster people are actually opening up for uh, co-living space majority of few uh, reasons first um a lot of them want certain level of uh, independence, right? Um a lot of them when they grow up they stay in their parents, stay with their parents and when once they start working, right, once they hit the financial means, a lot of them, especially millennials, actually start to, to move up. They really want to enjoy certain level of independence. So this is why uh a lot of local Singaporeans are opting up into co living space. And eventually, uh, second point, most of them really enjoy the networking section. They want to know more friends. They just want to have a room where they can call it themselves or it belongs to me. I can actually share with friends. I can invite my friends to come over. So these are things that uh, that are actually moving into co-living space.
0: Ernie, how do you keep prices reasonable? Because earlier you did do a comparison. I mean, you could rent one room in an HDB flat and it'll still cost you over $1,000. Whereas you're throwing in one room, shared common areas and some services as well for about, what, 2000 you said earlier? Am I right?
1: Master mm, the
0: yeah. Ah, so how do you continue to keep prices low and still make a profit? Because clearly you are making a profit too, right, from all of this?
1: I'll put it in the context of uh, today' markets. Today' market rents has actually went up quite a fair bit, uh, as good as 30% over, over the past year. If we're going to retain the same price as what we did uh, two years or three years back, there's no way that we can sustain it, to be honest. Because of the, the cost of the rent, the base rent uh, to us is high. Eventually, we have to actually increase it. But this is how the market has reacted. Because Singapore being a, a capital market, we still attract a lot of uh, foreign talents that's coming to Singapore. We still have many fantastic uh, jobs that's created. Uh, that's why people are still willing to travel to Singapore to work and eventually we are able to capture them as our customers. And in the end, we do increase our rent to make sure that we are sustainable and to make it into a profit journey.
0: Mm, but you still have to remain competitive, so you can't yeah. rise by as much as some individual landlords might be raising their rents.
1: Yes, correct. Uh, but... But once you do into co living, right, you actually divide the cost into the number of people that are staying there. So the incrementer as compared to one individual who's going to take over the full rent, you don't get that kind of hit as compared to uh, renting a room instead. So the incrementer could be previously thousand two, we showed up to thousand four, or you know thousand five. So the incremental is about three hundred dollars. So it's something that they are still collectable. They are able to to support. And, yeah, this is where the business school from there.
0: Mm. Ernie, where do you see the market going in the next five years or so? If you can anticipate uh, the changes in consumer tastes and preferences, if you can anticipate the changes in consumer behaviour, what would you say you need to prepare for?
1: We actually see a few trends that are coming. Um, we started our journey no, we started to see a lot of journey in co-working space initially. Then uh, there's a lot of people introduced into co-living space. So uh, for the next couple of years, we feel that there might be an uh, emerging of both areas, meaning that if people are willing to come to stay in a the place, they also hope to have like, a co-working space that's within uh, the building, perhaps. Alright, So things are getting easier. It's all about sharing uh, the community. And this is really something that we see that it's coming, and we are preparing ourselves uh, for the move.
0: All right. Thanks very much for that, Ernie. Ernie Ong, co founder no of Bespoke Habitat. Thanks for joining us on prime time. You have a great day ahead.
1: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.